After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
In the AM, Monday morning, welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Yeshiva boys who are getting ready for a, a massive cholamoid. We'll have plenty of information tomorrow about that. I spoke with Ellie Gerstner last night. Boy, did they have a busy cholamoid, as usual. 
Uh, there they are with Sim Koliartsecha. Diaspora had both Sim Shalom and Sukkot Shalom. You heard the Welcome Back Yom Tov uh, album with Sukkis. Masach Hashem, our Monday morning theme song done by Mayor Sherman and Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Monday on this September the 16th, day 12 in the month of Tishrei, the year 5774, Tufshin Ayin Dalid. It's the brand new year. It's our first show post Yom Kippur. And I hope, yeah, I know my voice. <laughs> I left a little bit of my voice at the new Springville Jewish Center. Was honored to be there again leading the services. It's great to be back here on a Monday as we get ready for the big holiday of Sukkis coming up on Wednesday night. 61 degrees, 79% humidity, Windsor West at 6 miles per hour. Uh, morning, uh, morning showers rather, giving way to, um, a clear day with a high temperature of 69. Uh, tonight, mostly clear, low temperature of 50. And uh, tomorrow, sunshine with a high temperature, 67 degrees. Yeah, if you had the opportunity to build the sukkah in this area yesterday, you did so in good-looking weather, and hopefully things will uh, stay stable between now and the first night. Yanta, oh, I haven't uh, haven't checked the weather for Wednesday night. I got to do that and see what we're expecting on the first night of sukkahs. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 84, Tel Aviv at 86, Haifa at 82, a lot at 91.1. We're at 61 here in Jersey cities. We say good morning. On a Monday at JM and the AM, Yerachmiel Begun is going to be joining us. Plenty of Cholamoid information coming up. Yerachmiel Begun has yet another big Sukkis Cholamoid, and uh, we will speak with him about the plans for Miami and all the different acts that he's bringing together for the Sukkis Spectacular this Yontif. We'll talk all about that coming up later on in the 8 o'clock hour, if you keep it here at JM and the AM. Also, my friends at Hamodia have sent me um, their special section, which I assume came out today. About 40 years after the Yom Kippur War, I saw a couple of very interesting things for those of us who grew up and remember the beginnings of the um, Yom Kippur War on that Yom Kippur 20 and that Yom Kippur 1973. Uh, found some interesting things which I will share with you later on, and plenty more, of course, coming up if you keep it here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM in Rockland County and around the world in the web at jmandtheam.org. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock. And this comes from Leviathan.
selection from the brand new Baruch Levine CD entitled Modim that's called Umacha David Gabe had Tamshich you heard MS Vyatsev Roth and Green together brand new Shlomo Katz with Sos Tassis you heard Shlomo Simcha and Simintov Leviathan opened up with Sof Davar two minutes after seven o'clock this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange WMFU Mount Hope Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Hey, is PC guy out there? My computer's got this, like, yellow tint to it, instead of it being white in the background. It's like a yellowish tint. We don't know how to get rid of it. PC guy, if you're out there, email me some advice, I beg you. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Galitzal news in the background. We're Galitzal, I should say, in the background. News coming up in just a moment from Israel. And a, uh, do we have news from Israel, or is that one of the? Is this one of those mornings where it's not going to happen? Oh boy! All right, I thought we were having our news from Israel this morning. Certainly felt like we would, but I guess that plan is out the window, as we say. Usually, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m., we present the 2 p.m. newscast from Israel. Today, obviously, seems to be 
an exception. Speaking of Israel, coming up on the Israel show later today, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right after JM in the AM, Mayor Weingarten conducts the Israel show on our stream at jmandtheam.org. And commemorating the 40th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, uh, he'll feature songs from that difficult time in the history of Israel in a Now and Then segment with authentic audio clips recorded during the war. You get your chance to hear that this morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right after JM and the AM with the Israel Show. Mayor Weingarten has that coming up on org. And as I mentioned earlier, I want to thank uh, my friends at Hamodia. Hamodia had uh, sent me yesterday an advanced copy of uh, what, what I assume is out today, right? I assume it's in today's paper. Today, Hamodia has their uh, big, full Sukkis paper. Uh, which I'm sure many people will be reading over Yuntif. And they have a um, a big section that features the Yom Kippur War 40 years later. And they have uh, uh, maps and uh, diagrams of the uh, different uh, attacks and outposts that Egypt used uh, to go up against Israel and the Sinai. They have very interesting quotes from the generals at that time. Um, here, here's what it says. Forty years have passed since the Yom Kippur War broke out. It was Israel's most bitter, painful war that cost thousands of soldiers' lives. It shattered the invincibility of Israel, the aura that peaked in the aftermath of the Six-Day War. Forty years later, important classified documents have been released. Hamodia's veteran military correspondent, who served then and now, presents... Some of this newly released information, he was also allowed to dust off his old notebooks that are no longer classified. Israel Katsover, known by his pen name A. Pe'er, shares with us what then Prime Minister Golda Meir said, We aired. That was the quote from Golda, we aired. He reveals the role of the military intelligence in playing down or ignoring information indicating that war was imminent, as well as accounts of bravery at the front lines of what happened to Israel's secret weapon at the Suez Canal. Forty years later, we could see that it was a time of Hester Punim, and the question remains, did we learn anything? So this is the uh, take of the uh, Hamodia military correspondent on the uh, analysis of all these documents that came out 40 years later, much of which, as we said on Friday, much of which uh, had been known about and written about, but obviously in in much more vague form than uh, direct documents that... um, that go ahead and uh, and directly address it. So there are a lot of different articles, as you can imagine, uh, prisoners of war, um, what was happening in the Suez, how Israel responded uh, in the immediate aftermath of the war, the negotiations that uh, finally brought the conflict to a close, uh, all the different people that um, uh, all the different people that were involved in the behind-the-scenes of the Yom Kippur War. Transcripts are included in Hamadiyah's report of the generals' fierce exchanges during the Yom Kippur War, showing how deep the animosity among the top brass was and how much of a role it played in what transpired on the battlefield. There is a lot, a lot, of, a lot of material here that... Uh, a, lot of people, a lot of material here that um, a, a lot of you uh, out there will find very, very interesting. He writes, Pe'er... Where I wasn't when the Yom Kippur War broke out. I wasn't at home on Yom Kippur morning when the call came through summoning me to an urgent intelligence briefing in Tel Aviv. I recall where I was and the signs of war 
I saw from afar. So there are a lot of things included here that will uh, that will certainly pique the interest of anybody who is uh, into uh, modern Jewish history. Uh, the battle on the north, Syria, Lebanon, uh, how the Israeli tanks held off the attack there. Um, so I had to choose, I guess, one segment of this to to read on the air because uh, obviously I can't read the entire thing. I'm recommending that everybody who's interested, you can go to the September 16th. That's today, September 16th edition of Hamodia. But there is an article here that says, Deaf, Dumb, and Blind, newly revealed testimony to the Agranat Commission shows that on Yom Kippur Eve, military intelligence either played down or ignored information indicating that war was about to break out. Military intelligence created a fortress to block out information it didn't want to hear. This is what emerges from testimonies released last week, which had been classified for 40 years. There was no feeling of being on the eve of war, the Agronaut Commission was told by nearly all the most senior members of the IDF general staff. Military intelligence either played down or ignored all information that we passed to them, indicating that war was at our doorstep. The commander of the Navy at the time, who was also a member of the IDF general staff, Major General Benjamin Tellem, openly told the commission, I want to try and convey to you the atmosphere which was so far removed from the possibility of war, there simply was no war in the air that week. Uh, State Controller Yitzhak Ernst Nebensal, a member of the commission, asked, You also didn't hear anything from others? Tellem says, Any concern? The only one who expressed concern was Chaka. That was the nickname of Northern Command Chief Major, uh, G- Major General Yitzhak Hafi. I think that he got on the nerves of Defense Minister Moshe Dayan. Tellem revealed in his testimony that the head of the Navy Intelligence, Lieutenant Colonel Rami Luntz, had predicted war. At the end of September, the beginning of the month of October, he sent me his assessment pointing to the fact that the Egyptian fleet was in the process of beginning a big maneuver. He called it an exercise of unprecedented scope for the Egyptian Navy. He concluded that there was the possibility of the exercise being turned into the start of war. A relatively easy switch. He led me to believe that the Egyptian fleet could switch into war mode, and that's what I understood. Tellem said in his testimony that he passed on this information to the head of the uh, military intelligence, Major General Elie Zira, who dismissed it, insisting that there wasn't going to be war. I asked him if he had if he had brought Lieutenant Colonel Luntz's assessment to the attention of the general staff or the defense minister. Zira responded that he saw no reason to. Other testimony that was uh, revealed last week came from Major General Amnon Reshef, who commanded the 14th Armored Brigade during the war. This was the brigade that held the entire Suez Line. This testimony is most important as it comes from the man who was responsible for forces along the Suez in the days before the war and the morning it broke out. I want to emphasize that only at 11.25 in the morning of Yom Kippur did we receive instructions to go into war mode, Reshev told the commission. In other words, even after a partial call-up began and after it was already clear that on that day war would break out, no one reported on this to the most important person in the region, the commander of the soldiers who manned the length of the Suez Canal. He received his first notice just two hours before the assault began. Nonetheless, Reshev said in his testimony the soldiers in the field picked up the signals themselves and understood what was about to happen. On Yom Kippur at 8 a.m., the commanders called a meeting at which the commander of the division, Major General Avram Mendler, who was killed in the war, briefed them. During the briefing, he was called to the telephone. He returned and detailed the operation orders. 6 p.m. is zero hour, though I don't know exactly why. Could be it's the end of the exercise. Could be the start of war. He gave the instruction for 
he gave an instruction meaning preparation for something small and limited in time when the completion of Israel's preparations was scheduled for five in the afternoon. Reshef went on to say they had the feeling that, it, that if they did anything out of the ordinary, they would be blamed for startling the Egyptians and starting the war. There was still a concern that beefed up activity on our part could cause the situation to deteriorate, Reshef told the commission. The spirit of the words was that if we engage in activity that's seen by the other side, this could cause things to deteriorate to open fire, which possibly the Egyptians weren't interested in. Russia said if he had received warning just an hour and a half earlier, he would have immediately redeployed his troops. But I received instructions to deploy for something limited, meaning a static war, not the movement of Egyptian forces into our territory. I checked the fortresses, and contrary to all the stories, at 2 p.m. when the war started, they were in defensive positions and ready to fend off attack. The deployment was a proper deployment. One of the more interesting testimonies revealed last week came from Albert Sudai, a civilian working in the IDF, a Middle East expert who worked as a researcher. He was responsible to monitor the other side of the border in the Egyptian section of the Military Intelligence Research Department. Already a week before the war, I estimated on the basis of what I saw that there was going to be a war. I tried to get hold of the head of the research division, Brigadier General Arye Shalev, and tell him what I was seeing, and twice spoke to him, but he dismissed me. I heard you, I know, he said. Sudai told the commission that he had obtained information that the Egyptian army had given orders to cancel the Ramadan fast among its soldiers. This appeared to me to be the clearest possible sign that they were going to war, he said. I tried to get a hold of Brigadier General Shalev and update him, but didn't succeed. He wasn't in his office. His secretary told me that he was traveling to give a lecture at the command and staff college. I took a private car and traveled there at the end of my work day in the hope that between lectures I would succeed in getting hold of him and updating him as I saw the information in my hands as being of the utmost importance. I explained these things to him as we were walking along and he dismissed it, saying, I've already heard it. His aide told me we've already entered this into the daily summary. Sudai continued to monitor events in Egypt and Syria and saw parallel developments. In both countries, there was a large concentration of forces. In both, there were redeployments. I monitored Egyptian and Syrian broadcasts and heard instructions of officers to their soldiers. My feeling was that they were going to war, and I tried to pass this feeling on, but without success. I hit a wall. They didn't want to hear. Someone labeled me an alarmist. Someone else added that I was a panic monger. In the week before the war, there was a series of consultations on the situation, but I wasn't invited to attend any of them. They didn't want to hear what I had to say. They passed over me. Very interesting. Just one of many, many, many articles uh, that Hamodia and its um, military correspondent have put together in light of documents and testimony that were released 40 years after the Yom Kippur War. It's in a special section that they have um, uh, made available in uh, the September 16th edition, which I believe is the one that uh, hits the newsstands today. The article that I read comes from a uh, comes from page 12. Uh, and refers to the uh, newly revealed testimony to the Agranat Commission uh, that on the eve of the Yom Kippur War, military intelligence either played down or ignored information indicating that war was about to break out. For those of you who uh, are interested, this is a um, a really fascinating read. Again, as uh, as Malcolm mentioned on Friday, a lot of it is, has been known about already, and certainly a lot of it's been written about already in in different ways, not with quotes from the commissions in most cases, uh, but it makes it more interesting sometimes when you see it as it unfolded in the uh, testimony of the commission. 61 degrees, morning showers, and a high temperature of 69. Tonight, mostly clear, low 50. Sunshine for tomorrow, a high temperature, 67. We're at 61 right now on a Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Your Achmiel Begun is going to be joining us as we get into our Chol Hamoed mode. Hope your uh, Yom Kippur was meaningful, easy, 
and um, that it inspired you to uh, to what will hopefully be a wonderful, happy, healthy, sweet, and productive year for everybody in our audience. It's uh, JM in the AM, and this comes from Chaim Israel.
Echad, done by Ari Goldwag, brand new. J.M. in the A.M. Oh, I just got the uh, cover concept on the CD. I just got it. Very good. I'm Echad, that's Ari Goldwag here at J.M. in the A.M. Benny Friedman before that with Tamu. He's got a busy Cholomoid. Chaim Yisrael with Shir Hayladim. Monday morning, the... Um, the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is going to concentrate on music from the uh, era of the Yom Kippur War. Uh, Mayor, between 9 and 10 this morning, Eastern Time, on our stream at jmtheam.org, right after JM and the AM, features songs from the difficult time in the history of Israel, the Yom Kippur War, and a now and then segment with authentic audio clips recorded during the war. The article that I read earlier is from a collection of articles that's part of a 40-year uh, retrospective being done by uh, Hamodia. In their, in their September the 16th issue. So we get the September 16th issue. You could read all about the Yom Kippur War and all the, uh, official testimony that's now been declassified, um, uh, 40 years later. It's a really a very interesting section with a lot of interesting articles. I read to you the one, uh, in regard to Israel's preparedness and how the, uh, calls for the inevitability of war fell on deaf ears. Very interesting. Monday morning, JM in the AM. Hope your Yom Kippur was fast and meaningful and wonderful. And get ready for Sukkot. Starts on Wednesday night. Oh, do we get the weather for Wednesday night? i got to look that up. And um, a lot of Cholomoid information, including Rachmiel Begun and his Sukkot Spectacular. He'll be in later this morning. We'll speak with him about uh, Miami and Eighth Day and Benny Friedman and Yoeli Greenfield and Ari Goldwag. It's all coming up in the Sunday and Monday night performances at the Brooklyn School of Music. We'll have that for you in the 8 o'clock hour right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Masar of Zeb and Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Menachem Sion states that the four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot are extremely unique in nature. They are blessed with the holiness of Kapara, forgiveness, and they mark a new beginning. These four days are surrounded by Kedusha, on one side by the Yom Noroim, and on the other side by Sukkos, Shmini Atzeres, in Simchas Torah. However, a person has to realize that he has not concluded his avoid of doing tshuva and must continue to work on improving himself. Some feel a sense of relief. The Yom Noroim are over. We don't have to get up early for Slichas anymore. Perhaps it's time to take a rest from Avoida. We should be aware that on the contrary, these days are crucial for our continued spiritual growth. During these days, the Shari Tshuva are open, and it's possible to achieve even the Madrega of Yeshua bin Nun. Therefore, it's of paramount importance that we utilize these days properly, doing mitzvahs, preparing for the upcoming Yom Tov, and continuing to purify our neshamas through tshuva. In this way, our tshuva will be carried out with the Yad HaZaka, a strong hand. These four days, whose numerical value is represented by the Hebrew letter Dalit, will be added to the ten days of tshuva, represented by the Hebrew letter Yud, joining the Dalit of the four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, together with the Yud, representing the ten days of tshuva, it gives us the Yad HaChazaka of tshuva. On Matzoi Yom Kippur, immediately following Nila, Rav Nachman of Reslov would walk over to the wall of the base Medrash, 
put his ear to the wall. He could be seen listening very intently as he heard the Vekar waking up people for the Slichas of the coming year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
with Yoel Sharabi, Shabachi Yerushalayim is the name of that selection off of the Shalom Aleichem CD. Before that, words that, uh, there, there are so many words, so many psukim, so many passages that dominate our high holiday service. That's one of them, Su'ushiarim, done by Sholi here at JMNAM from the CD entitled Simcha 
Belibi. Good morning, everybody. I hope the uh, Yamim Narayim, the high holiday season, was in fact uh, good to all of us, and that your fast and uh, your Yom Kippur Day was a uh, was a fast and meaningful one. And uh, here we are as we embark on the uh, upcoming holiday of Sukkot. It starts this coming Wednesday night. We'll be off the air Thursday and Friday for the holiday outside of Israel. Friday is a holiday. So we'll be off Thursday and Friday and uh, back on Cholamoid. Uh, we'll do a Monday Cholamoid show and a Tuesday Cholamoid show and a Wednesday Hoshana Rabba show. And then uh, Thursday and the Friday of next week will be off. And then we finally, finally get get to kick off the next season of a great programming here at JM and the AM and, of course, jmandtheam.org as well. That's how it works. Yerach Milbegun is going to be joining us. We have a whole week full of great information. We'll do the Rockland County information uh, as Lipa and Benny get together at Provident Bank Park this coming Wednesday. <laughs> this coming Wednesday. They get together this coming Sunday, but Wednesday we'll have uh, Benny Friedman and company as we talk Erev Yom Tov about the uh, big concert tomorrow. Uh, Ellie Gerstner is going to be in. Ding as well. They're teaming up on certain things. Ellie has his own productions that are going on, including that uh, A.B. Rottenberg show. And um, that's happening... Uh, uh, that that will do tomorrow. Today, your Achmiel Begun is our focus as the Sukkot Spectacular, the Cholamoid Sukkot Spectacular, takes place with Miami, Eighth Day, Benny Friedman, the Miami Alumni Choir, Yoeli Greenfield, Ari Goldwag. He's put together an all-star lineup, that's for sure. And that'll be happening on Sunday and Monday night, Cholamoid, at the Brooklyn School of Music on Claussen Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Information on that is 917-200-2994. 917-200-2994. Earlier I mentioned, and actually earlier I read one of the articles from the uh, Hamodia special section on the Yom Kippur War 40 years later. Uh, now a lot of the testimony and documents have become declassified. Um, that was evident from uh, some of the things I read earlier, if you heard me read the article that I picked out. Uh, but there are a lot of articles, and if you check out the Hamodia dated September the 16th, which I believe is the full edition that's coming out, or that came out already today for the Sukkot holiday. You'll see they have a special section on the Yom Kippur War 40 years later. And I thank them for getting me an advanced copy yesterday so I could read it and uh, and include part of it on this uh, broadcast this morning. A reminder that Mayor Weingarten will have plenty to say regarding the Yom Kippur War and plenty of music from that era to play as well on the Israel Show coming up between 9 and 10 Eastern Time this morning, right here at jmnam.org. Mayor Weingarten does the Israel show, and we will feature, he will feature, I should say, a whole bunch of information and music regarding the Yom Kippur War. Make sure not to miss it. All right, um, plenty more coming up, including uh, this one from Yitzhak Fuchs. Tai 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 t
Well, with all the amazing uh, artists that are part of the all-star lineup for the Cholamoid Sukkah Spectacular, Miami, of course, is front and center. And there they are with Gale. And we'll tell you about the entire lineup for Sunday night and Monday night Cholamoid coming up with who else but Yerachmiel Begun, who's at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web jmtheam.org and we get to say Gamar Tov and wish a Shana Tova to the one and only Yerachmiel Begun who's getting ready for the Cholamoid Sukkah Spectacular a good year Yerachmiel Begun a good year Nachum what a pleasure to be here you know I have not been here for about a year and a half what? the last time I was here I think we was here together with David Goldwasser. That was the, the CM one? Was the, the last time you were right. in this building? That was in June. Do I look any different? You're very much different. <laughs> You're much more elevated. <laughs> 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 and uh, and I, th- I think that was the last time I was here. Wow. And uh, I think Circus, then came the Circus East, Mess, East, East Meets West show. I, I didn't get here. Wow. Then Pesach, I made up the come and I, and I overslept. Oh, boy. So we sent in the Marines that day. <laughs> I sent in some of the alumni. Yeah, I remember that, right? We had the alumni here. And today... That was a fun morning, actually. Well, listen, these guys are fun guys. Yeah. And um, as we see on the video, you know... That's right, we'll talk about yeah. that. And... Um, Last night we had a rehearsal, a long rehearsal again, and first came. Sounds like you left half your voice at that rehearsal. Well, you know, my, my other half <laughs> kicks in at eight thirty, but you know. So, um, but you, you're a big cheater. You get up at six, six, uh, five, four. That's seven. the way to do it. I tell you, when you That's come right. to jam in the M, you got to get up at four a.m. That's the yeah, whole. But thing. You're not running rehearsals till ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> what was brutal about last night's rehearsal? No, it was just no. The kids, the boys' choir, is now split into three groups. There's a, what we call the older members, who are the pros, and there's a certain amount of them, so they have to be rehearsed, but very little. Then you have the new members, but the new members are split into different groups of new members. You have, let's say, 15 new members who came in Pesach time, and then you have another 10, two, ten members that came in at the end of June. And other, so everybody's like this different level. Was it always like this? No, this is new. Because what's happening is that as we're moving after Circus now into starting to record a new album, right. it's sort of like a, there's been a lot of people trying out, a lot of kids coming to try out for Miami, and um, the choir is like almost up to somewhere between 30 and 40 kids now. Do the veterans get to leave rehearsal early? Seriously, do they get dismissed at some point? Or? The veterans now are, don't even have to come to all the rehearsals. So last night were they there? Uh, some yes and some no. Wow. There are guys who actually got a buy last night. They, they were totally right. exempt That's from right. being at rehearsal. I just hope that after the buy, they come back good. <laughs> like a lot of these teams, they come back from the buy. They have two weeks to repair. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But um, Tuesday, Mr. Shem, there's no buy. Right. And, they uh, got to be there. They got to be there, Mr. Shem. Everybody, all the... All the uh, and then you don't course. see them again until Sunday. Once Tuesday ends, you don't see them again until Sunday. Right, but that's not bad. No, you know, it's not a big that's deal. That's not too bad because, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. And then we practice, let's say, the most difficult songs at a sound test right. before the show. Right. And that basically does it. You know, I, I think it's fine. And then uh, Sunday is, you know, they're okay. I wouldn't want to wait too long. Even though I've done, I've, right. I've re- the worst that ever happened was... Well, it could be worse than this? Oh, than five sh- days? I once did a concert... In Eretz Yisrael, uh, I forgot where it was, um, down south, it was a concert with a, with a Rumfried, and it was 110 degree weather outdoors, maybe Gush Katif. Could be. 
um, yeah. a long time ago. Right. Now the boys in the choir had gone to stay Chemed. Mm. So we, I had not seen them for three weeks. Oh my gosh. And, uh, right, and I didn't want to come to Eretz Yisrael <laughs> early because that's some other reason why I had to be in America. I don't remember the story. This has got to be 10, 15 years ago. So I decided, you know what, I'll fly in that day. I'll meet the kids at the at the place, right. and I'm sure there'll be a place to rehearse, mm-hmm. and we'll run through, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I come there. I don't know, must have been 120 degrees. I, I can't, and there was a tent. They had made some backstage tents. Right. <laughs> so I see Avremel, and Avremel is like, everybody's walking very slow, and you couldn't move. So I call the kids into the tent, and I start reviewing the dancing. Wow. Because, you know. Yeah, it's but, many weeks. But it had been at least... A week or two before, it was four or five weeks. But since they knew this stuff really well, because we had it done right. at concerts, it was a little bit like the bicycle thing, mm-hmm. you know. You know, they got right back on. You're right. It was. You know, it would have been nicer to have a, a let's right. say, a good, good rehearsal. But, but it was uh, a three week break. Yeah, this is really, you know, really not nothing much at all. Now, when you say that a lot of kids are trying out. I, I, that means constantly? Like in the last few weeks you've, the, you've had tryouts? In the last few weeks, much more. Okay. Much and more. you don't know why? Like it just happens to be? Uh, okay. Or you're looking for more now? Well, I, I think I'm looking for very good voices. Okay. For, uh, so here's my question. Without yeah. naming any names, right. I, and I'm not looking for right, any names. Right. Have you seen in the last few weeks that voice? Have you met somebody where you said to yourself, oh my gosh, this is the one who's carrying me to the next stage of stardom. I, I, t- I, t- I, t- I tell you this interesting thing, because this this is a always a sensitive point, right. that the, the boys that were big soloists over the years, were they big soloists when they walked into the rehearsal right. the first time? They have, but you would think that someone like yourself could conjecture that this kid can be a superstar down the road. I could, You're a good scout I when it comes c- to this. I can't conject, <laughs> right. if there's such a word. <laughs> but um, I will tell you that most of the time, they walk in, and, uh, you know, I could see they have great possibilities, mm-hmm. but whether they're going to make it... Right. I'll give you a typical example. So you never uh, say that to yourself. You never say to yourself, okay, I found my next ticket. I found my my next, you know, star who's going to well, you know, make I, everyone I, go I, nuts. I tell you, though, to be straight about, I really don't look at when boys join the choir as individual stars that will make it. I look at it like, do I have a, a new nucleus? Right. Like, do I have 25... A good team. Right, and it's very important because the team c- combination of the way they act, the midos, and right. it's not a small point. It, you know, it sounds like just talk. Right. And also how many of them are musical. Right. And how many are just good Miami kids. Mm-hmm. You know, just that they're pleasure to work with. Right. And it, it, the, the great voices, you know, yeah, a kid comes in and belts out a song, but it's very rarely. I mean, I, I can't remember the time a kid came in and said, wow, this is a kid is a red, ready as soloist. Mm-hmm. So you have 25 on the team, and then the September call-ups, right? You, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're rehearsing so many these days, trying out so many these days. It's September. It's September. I mean, you know, this, this is the time. Where I the see young, where your mind is Where at. the young ones have to come <laughs> forward. <laughs> well, my team ain't doing well. i got to transfer over to your team at this point. <laughs> and, and start rooting for them. Yeah. The Cholamoid Sukkah Spectacular has been announced, and Yerachmiel Begun is here. Now, you have to admit, you know, I mean, Miami has always been, for only 30-plus years, what, 36 years at this point already? 36B. For 30, we're at 36B now. because <laughs> Halfway through the 36 yeah, we're in right. This, 36 and a half. This, is a little bit, <laughs> this show is a little bit like 36 point, you know... Point two. Point two. That's really what it is, to a certain degree. So, I, they're gonna, so people will get... Because the lineup is so packed. 
right. that I was wondering if people would get that feeling that this is a very strong anniversary type Miami show. You're indicating it is that there'll be a lot of components of that in there. Yeah, because from a couple of different angles, this is like a a continuation of where we're going with Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just pick out one. I'll pluck sure. out one example. Yoli Greenfield. Right. Yoli Greenfield is a fantastic. Fantastic voice right. from the Hasidic world, but he's crossed over with some beautiful songs. So, one of the things that we did this past June, we did a wedding in Montreal. Uh, we were brought out to Montreal. Oh, wedding. I saw this video. Yeah, and Yaley Greenfield was hired by by the by the. Um, by the uh, family. By, by the family. This was the video I saw, right? Right. Yeah. And I didn't even know that Yoli was going to be there. Right. So we were hired to get up and we could do five songs, six right. songs of Hasana. You know, uh, we, we did like uh, it was a video that was online, and then right. you know, because now in Miami we're doing simchas already. We right. are we are doing um, specific weddings or simchas that will you know people want us to come. And then we did some songs while the people were dancing too. Right. Anyway, then Yaley Greenfield is there. I said to Yaley, you know. Maybe you want to get up and do a couple of songs with us. Right. So first we did our own songs. The other got up, and it was so like he, he knew Ravach, he knew Adonilam, and he put that you know it's a Hasidic accent. Right. He has such a he sings with such ease, and 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 he, and he has a, such an interesting, cute personality because he just sings so nicely, and he blended in great. And we changed the keys for him. We went back <laughs> and forth, and you know it was really a nice thing. So I I, I was thinking to myself, you know, when it comes to his time. You know, the fact that Miami has gotten to the point that we, we're doing Simchas, this is many years in coming. Right. You know, so have you, So a lot of these things on this show are sort of an outgrowth, and I can go through with you. Right. And, oh, and, and your point regarding right. that specific show, Sunday and Monday, Cholomoy, is obviously what you're indicating is that he'll be with you um, performing with the choir. Well, you know, in I, addition I, I definitely would like to see us doing something right. together. You know, I'm not saying that we're going to get up there and do 15 minutes together. Right. But in general, in the whole show, because there's so many great acts, and, and and there is a lot of interaction possible. I mean, listen, Ari Goldwag, who's a former Miami member, right. who has put out so many... Have you heard his new CD? I, 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 some very nice stuff. Very nice stuff on the he's new CD. He's a good composer. And he's really improved right. o- over the years in composing. And now, of course, we know that he composed the Eshtikva right. for Benny. Right. And Benny, I think, sang a little bit on this album of Ari's, right. so the Chaverim, and Benny and Ari will be together on Monday night on the same show. So we know that there's a great possibility they could be doing something together. So when you look through the show, there is many possibilities for, for some you know, duets and, and possible crossovers. How many alumni are going to be part of the Miami Alumni Choir uh, these two nights? Or that's we have a full group. I mean, they're my, they're like my, we saw in Brooklyn? Uh, pretty much so. We have, uh, you know, the, the group itself is between uh, 12 and 18. That's sort of what we have. We have another few members who, who are, like to get in. But when t- what the problem is, since everybody, I think I spoke to you about this once, everybody has to have their own handheld microphone. Right. You just can't have too many. <laughs> so th- 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 that's pretty much what we do. It. And, and last a night... Victim we, of technology. Victim of technology. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, it's also a victim of reality. Right. Because you don't want... There's too many 30 pe- people. Uh, 30 people. And, and we had a practice last night. With the alumni. Right. And a couple of them said that they wanted to call into the Nachum Siegel show Ooh, today. So one of them yeah. said he can do it. And he says he knows you too and he's friendly with you. Hmm, wonder who so, it is. Uh, I really don't know who it is, by the way, but you'll well, let me know at some point. How, how many people are you friendly with? Tell, the, uh, tell, our, tell my wonderful audience what you learned the night of um, 
uh, the Pesach show when the alumni got up there, which even you were, were, were a little, not surprised, but it was a sort of a revelation to you. And this is something that we, you and I have spoken about on the, on the air for many, many years. It's all about experience, uh, experience on stage. What did you learn that night? Well, I learned one thing at the rehearsal and another thing at the concert. Okay. At the rehearsal, we went through with the microphones and everything. Right. And I knew that I, there was something very special happening. Because if it sounds really good and there's so much fun, and everybody knows what they're doing so well at the rehearsal, whether it be adult choir or boys choir, mm-hmm. then usually you know it's going to be great at the concert. It's a little bit similar to if, if somebody... You know, you make a song and somebody... Everybody tells you that the... Uh, well, listen, you think you make a song and you think that the song is good. You should know it's not good. But really? If, but if you think it's great, <laughs> there's a chance that it's good. <laughs> That's the way it works, you know, because people are a little bit cl- uh, close to themselves. So if, if I think that the rehearsal is unbelievable, so my stomach could be so good. You know, maybe okay. It came to the concert, <laughs> and I got up there in the concert, and they just went out there... And I wasn't supposed to go out there at least to the, in the middle of the song, right. which the video, which the um, which the video shows that the video that was just released Matzah Shabbos, which we're going to play, right? Well, at least uh, the audio of it, we're right? Play. Exactly. And I knew when I got out there, only when I got out there, mm-hmm. that something really was happening in regard to the audience. In other words, you know, from the point of the first of all, the audience did not know what to expect. There was no video out yet of the Miami Alumni Choir. So who was the Miami Alumni Choir? It's going to be uh, 20 old fogies standing on a bench somewhere in the back. Nobody really guessed that they would come out performing. Now, they thought it would be similar to what you've done with the adult choirs in the past. Right. And there was but no, here you're dealing right. with people that were at the top of their game at one time with right. Miami. And there was no way that I could have told people in advance what it was going right. to be. I had nothing to show it. Right. I just knew it was going to be. So it came out, it came out there, the people were like, the mouth, would, their mouths were like agape, I guess that's the word. And the reason I use the word experience is because you and I spoke about this after the show, which was, you know, it, and, and again, you, 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 are, you were also surprised about this revelation, even though we've discussed it so many times, that when you put people together who, you know, have done this so many times... And I've been at the front of the stage so many times. And I've adjusted to the way the microphone should be held or not held so many times. And I've been dealt with applause and breaks and people shouting from the audience so many times. When you put all these guys together, all of whom have had all these multiple experiences, you're going to end up with an amazing sound. Yeah, and what was interesting was that the, the vocal quality of these guys were very good. And I, was, right. I, I, I tell you the truth is, I, we had contacted certain alumni, and I wasn't really sure 100% who sounded so great. Who could still do it, right? We did contact mo- most of the soloists. Yeah, of You course. know, the Nachum Starks, right. the Eric Stearns, right. the I- Isaac Ben Ishais, right. uh, and, and etc. You know, I'm not leaving anybody out, but right. everybody was... Some a sol- of the names that people know. Right. And, and, these, and they were all soloists in their time, mm-hmm. pretty much. And, and uh, for a long time, right? Each of them really had a big stretch, right? Like right, right, right. And some of them couldn't make it. Some of them right. were away. But when they came together, and, I, and not only the personality, not only to know what they're doing, like you're saying, right. the, and the vocal, it was it was like a, it was like something of in, of ease. Yeah. You know, it was so easy. It was just so natural. And natural. And that's what happened on the stage. And that's what I learned. 
I, and I was, and I became so much more relaxed. Right. And, and when I'm more relaxed, <laughs> everybody's, everybody's more, more relaxed. Right. And it was like, hey, uh, like, this is like, this is like too easy. And that's when I realized why singers have it too good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Miami has announced their Sukkah Spectacular. Miami Boys Choir, the Miami alumni who you just heard about. Yaley Greenfield and Ari Goldwag will be at both shows on Sunday night, 8th day. Are you an 8th day fan? I am a, I'm an 8th day fan, and I especially like some of their songs that mm. I think are fitting for mm. a Miami show. So you're censoring 8th day. They're not going to be performing some of their songs. Do you know me not to censor? <laughs> but the truth is they've got a lot of songs. You wouldn't keep their most popular songs from your audience, would you? No, but, but listen, the most popular songs they have... Don't need to be censored. Okay. That's good. But, but I, I, and there's reasons for that because the hum, because the cloud as a whole right. are geniuses. Correct. Individually, that's another story. <laughs> In, individually, people don't really know that well. But they can judge a good song collectively. Collectively, geniuses. Benny Friedman. What do you think? He's going to be with you Monday night. What do you think? Analyze his success. Why has he skyrocketed like he has? Why does he have 400 shows? Holomoid. Why are people is so after him from around the world to come to their simcha, to come to their event. What is it? What do you think? Listen, my father always said that a singer will give his right hand for a hit song. Simple as that? That's what my father said. So from a simple point, <laughs> from a simple point, we can That's say... That's a fact. Right. Um, we could say the same thing about, originally about Eighth Day, about Yalili. Correct. Now the question is where they go from there. Right. I think that even... The question really is a little bit of a deeper question. If somebody else would have sung that song, correct, and nobody ever knows the answer to that, right? But, but, That's always a fascinating right. question. But but I right, and, and nobody knows, right? Because you'd have to go back in a time machine, correct, right, to be able to you know. Okay, now <laughs> now this, you sing it, now sing it. <laughs> right? The, the the most interesting thing is that I asked Ari Goldwag, uh, who's who composed who, who composed, it. I said right. Ari. So why didn't you keep your uh, uh, for yourself? Uh, and you knew you were coming out with an album. Ah. Uh, I should have. My wife said I should. <laughs> so this right now. But we don't know what would have happened. We don't know. We have no idea. We don't know. So number one, I think that that's a big issue. Right. And we see this through time that there have been the singers, and then there's a fade. Right. But I think that Benny is bringing to the table uh, an intensity in his singing and a joy that comes out of probably out of Crown Heights. Right. And. That we've seen a lot of um, intense singers that have a, a Hasidic overtones, who have a, a firm overtones coming out of Crown Heights. Of course, Avramel is, is, is prime a, example. Prime example. And I think that's playing a role. You know, even Eighth Day. Right, they have a Crown Heights connection right. as well. Right? So I think that's part of. You know, I, my, my son right now, Hanania, has a um, has a singer by the name of Mendy J. Also, who, Crown Heights. Who's working on a new album and it's Crown Heights. And I saw Shlomi Dax. Shlomi Dax came to the studio because right. he had to fix, he had to work on some vocals for because for the Miami Thirty Six show. So Shlomi said, I, I heard this guy Mendy J at a chasen. He was great. I said, No. So what do you think? It, what's the reason why he's very he's, uh, Crown Heights? <laughs> is that why you're doing the show in Crown Heights? <laughs> well, it's not. It's not Crown. Heights. What is this officially? What no, neighborhood no, no, is the Brooklyn is, School of Music officially? This is the neighborhood of yeah. Ten minutes out of Borough Park and Flat. But is there an official neighborhood or not? No, no. It's like no. on the border? Yeah, it's on the border. And the truth is, I, I drove it a yeah. few times, went down Ocean Avenue. Right. Now, you go down Ocean Avenue, it's two lanes, right. becomes one lane, and then eventually becomes Empire Boulevard. Correct. On that trip, it was about nine minutes 
From your house? From No, it was from, I was on J and Ocean Avenue. Interesting, right in the center of everything. Right. It was nine minutes, you, may, you go to the end, Ocean Avenue, and it makes a little turn, it becomes Empire Boulevard. Right. One block, you make a left on Washington, you go five small blocks, and then you're there on the right on class, and it's nothing. I'll tell you, from to get to other theaters, like the Millennium, which have done shows in Millennium, it's about the same time. Millennium could be a little bit more. But the advantage over here, the parking is, you can park anywhere around the streets. It's a beautiful neighborhood. And you have, there's plenty of parking. And across the street, actually, is the entrance to the to the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Mm. Mom's across the street, and they have a, a parking lot there. Right. If a person wants to park his fancy car in there... They could do that. They could do that. But it's really a beautiful neighborhood. And um, it's really, really extremely close. From Borough Park, from Borough Park, it's much closer. I mean, from Borough Park, it's nothing. If you're on 14th and... and it's practically in Borough Park. Almost in Borough Park. <laughs> <laughs> the Brooklyn School of Music is where the Sunday night and Monday night Holomoid Sukkah Spectaculars are going to take place in Miami. The Miami Alumni Choir, who we're about to hear on the uh, brand new video, which we'll tell you how to access. Uh, eighth Day will be there Sunday night. Benny Friedman will be there Monday night. On both nights, you'll have Yoli Greenfield and Ari Goldwag. It's at 883 Clawson Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. JewishTickets.com has the uh, seating chart and tickets available online. You can also call for group information and information in general at 917-200-2994. 917-200-2994. Uh, some of the usual uh, ticket outlets as well, as you still do sell tickets face to face. Believe it or not, right? It still yeah, happens. Well, it's it's online. Right, online is mean, much right easier. Now it's like uh, it, the percentages are really changing. I would guess. You know, it's I would a, guess uh, the majority are online. Right. But I, I'd say we're now sixty forty online already. Right. Uh, so information nine one seven two hundred two nine nine four. This mm-hmm. is the video that you just released. Of the Miami Alumni. If people search Miami Alumni, they'll find it. Miami Alumni Choir. Miami Alumni Choir, they will find it. Which, by the way, we can call them Mac. Ooh, Miami Alumni Choir. The Mac. And Mac these days, hey. I mean, I'm a big Mac guy, you yeah, know that. It's like a status symbol, Mac. The Mac. The Mac. So, so you record on your Mac, the Mac. The Miami Alumni Choir. Uh, here they are from the most recently released uh, debut video at JM in the AM.
Alumni Choir. Yeah, it's as it, it was as effortless as it sounded. That's how amazing they were that night. I was there. I can uh, be, bear witness to uh, how incredible they were. And they'll be there again at the Brooklyn School of Music Sunday and Monday night, Cholamoid with Miami and with Eighth Day and Benny Friedman and Yarley Greenfield and Ari Goldwag. 883 Claussen Avenue, a 10-minute ride from both Borough Park and Flatbush. You can go to jewishtickets.com for the Cholamoid Sukkah Spectacular, jewishtickets.com, which is probably the easiest way, or you can dial 917-200-2994, 917-200-2994. Your Achmiel begun in our studio here at JM and the AM. By the way, a couple of notes regarding uh, Yuntif from us. Uh, number one, Mark Zamek informs me that our Yuntif music mix does begin today, the Monday music mix uh, online on the stream at jmtheam.org. will include plenty of Yuntif selections. And secondly... Mayor Weingarten is coming up at 9 o'clock with the Israel Show. Mayor Weingarten today will feature music from the Yom Kippur War 40 years later on the next edition of the Israel Show between 9 and 10 this morning right after JM and the AM on jmtheam.org. It'll be uh, songs from that difficult time in the history of Israel and a Now and Then segment with authentic audio clips recorded during the war. So it's all coming up right after JM and the AM this morning. Make sure you're on the stream. Cholamite Sukkah is spectacular with Miami, the Miami Alumni Choir. Eighth day, Sunday night, Benny Friedman, Monday night, Yoli Greenfield, Ari Goldwag. They'll be uh, both nights at the Brooklyn School of Music, and your Achmiel Begun is here in our studio. So people want to know, you just said the uh, the magic words earlier in this conversation that you're actually getting set to record a brand new album, which means, let's see, it's now September, which means I assume... That during the second half of 2013, that'll be your uh, biggest concentration will be on uh, getting that album recorded. Well, um, <clears throat> the truth is that uh, not only is it going to be a big concentration of of koach after after circus, right. 
but also what the album should be is right now. I'm at a crossroads mm. because we, I now have two unbelievable groups. Okay, the Miami, Miami Voice Choir, NBC, right, and Miami Alumni Choir, the Mac, MAC, <laughs> the Mac. Okay. Now the question is. A lot after the last concert Pesach, and people have seen them. So oh, you have to do that. You have to do a recording with them. You have to do. Yeah, that's true. It's funny. That's and, true. Right now, the question is, how do you do this? If I'm going to go ahead, you know, do what, what, what everybody's doing today, uh, just making a single and right. putting out a single. I'm not a big fan of singles. Right. I think singles is a good thing. If you're putting out an album, and you want to put out a single and do a video, that's good. Right. But just to do a single in the luft. You know, not with anything else, I think is not good business. An and, unsupported single. It's just, you know, here, here today, gone tomorrow. Right. right. And I think that most singles you'll see that were successful were together with uh, an album, right. not just on its own. So now the question is, and I could even ask our, you could ask your listeners. I mean, they haven't, you know, they've heard Miami alumni, people who came to the concert, heard a little bit now, they'll hear a little bit more people will be coming. Should I have three choices here, Nachum? Three? Three about, choices. About two. Three oh, choices. Oh, because you can make an album that's half and half. Uh, right. Spoken like the brilliant man. Yeah. But number one, do a regular M NBC album. Right. And then take upon myself a regular Mac album, which is a whole separate... It's hard. Or to do a Chiddush. And to do uh, ten new songs or whatever the amount is of a new album. And mix it up. Four songs right. NBC, four songs Mac and a few songs together. Right. And that would be the Miami Entity. What about a double album that's 10 each? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired thinking about that. That would be a real coup, could you imagine? A double album. Yeah, releasing two CDs into one. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I, how, how many songs on each one? I would say 10. 10 on each? Yeah. What 20, are you 20 what, total. What are you trying to do to me? Get back, get back to the drawing board, young man. <laughs> I had these 10 songs. Have you composed yet for this upcoming album? Yeah. It's all composed. But I, but I only put 10 to the side. No, I understand that. You just made me have to do 20 to the side. <laughs> so give me the words of one of them. Come on. You're using uh, words from where for one of the songs. From, from where? Yeah. Or what's the name of the song? Well, whatever you want. But I need I need some. I, I need a tidbit of information. You need something. Got to tweet something out these days. You know what they say? Tweet? Got to always have something yes, to tweet, tweet out to our audience. Okay, I'll give you, let's say... Um, one of your new songs will include which words? Okay. Or words from where? There's going to be... And anything unique that people haven't used before? Um, I think so. Let me hear. There's going to be one song called uh, Simcha Rabba. Mm. Simcha Rabba. Uh, should I sing it? Yeah, why not? You're a drummer as well. Okay, guitar, could you please... <laughs> Bass? That's the beat. I like it. Do I have to sing it? You don't have to sing it, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine it. Well, could you could you sing a little now? I'll tell you. If you it get, sounds like a hora. Right? If you get if you sing. A Are little, you kidding? I left my voice in the New Springville Jewish Center on Shabbos. I, I can't possibly I heard, sing this. I heard morning. that you in there, yeah. and Yoshi was not there. That's right. Because he was in Detroit learning. Oh, I thought he was boycotting. No, you told me that you're like a mainstay of the whole situation there. No, he was a thousand miles away, obviously. <laughs> obviously, he didn't miss it too much, I guess. <laughs> the truth is, what I did was I, 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 I composed songs that I thought would be good for Mac. Right. And songs that would be good for NBC. Right. 
like stylistically a little different. Right. And now, and then songs together. So I sort of created that 10 song package. Now you're telling me, forget about it. You got to do another 10 songs. But it's, it's. Well, that's impossible, I guess, at this point. Do you get writer's block, yes or no? Are there weeks where you just can't write anything? Are there weeks where you just can't I compose? get writer's block for good songs. But, uh, I, but I don't get writer's block. In other words, you know when you're in a rut for some really hit material. You know you're. When I'm tired. It's just not happening. If, if I'm tired and there's nothing in the bank. Right. You know, it's just, you know, making songs and there's nothing, right. no, there's nothing inspiring, you know? I usually make my best songs when it's not so busy. When it's busy and it's When you have time to think. Yeah, or just time to be. Right. You know, this type of thing, you know? Well, like a lot of people whose best uh, brainstorming is done when they're on a long ride or, you know, they're. You know, when they just have a, a few hours off. You know, right, when they, when right, they, right. But, they, but I think that as a composer, if a composer's mind is on, okay, i got to go to the studio next week and i got to record this thing, and then he's all tired, he's running on the harmonies, he's work, then you're, 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 and you're your cut creative off. juices are cut off. Are sort of in a, in a what's the word? In a the, in the freezer somewhere. In a something. In a, right. in a, there's a word, I forgot the word. They're just nowhere to be found. In the side, in a, in a there's a word. There's a I, word. I can't think. You have, you have the Websters. You got it. I, I have no idea what you're referring okay, to. Okay. Oh, in, in a bay. They're in a bay. In a bay. I think that's the word. That it, could be. In a bay. In a bands. In a bay. The is with. I have no idea. <laughs> all I know is Sunday night and Monday night Cholamoid is a big show at the Brooklyn School of Music. That's all I know. Big. And Miami will be there. Your Achmiel Begun is here. It's a jam in the AM Monday morning, and we promised you Cholamoid information. And sure enough. The Cholamoid information is out. Miami, 8th day, Benny Friedman, Yaley Greenfield, Ari Goldwag, Brooklyn School of Music, Sunday and Monday night. JewishTickets.com, the best way to secure your tickets to the event.
the AM of Yavo. One of the uh, one of the most uh, amazing hit songs from Miami, which seems to always work its way into one of their Holomoid spectaculars. Miami is together with the Miami Alumni Choir, 8th Day, Benny Friedman, Yaley Greenfield, and Ari Goldwag at the Brooklyn School of Music. Sunday night and Monday night, Cholamoid. Go to jewishtickets.com, jewishtickets.com. Yerach Mil begun is in our studio this morning here at JM in the AM. Do people still wait till the last minute sometimes to buy tickets to concerts? Or uh, now we, we're in a new stage where people buy them way in advance. Well, I don't know about <laughs> way in advance, but I will tell you that these shows... Yeah. Are selling. I just cracked myself up, Yerachmiel. You did? Yeah. Which part? With that question. Like, you know, because everyone's always complaining, everyone does everything in the last minute. So really? I say, are people still buying tickets in the last minute, or now they're doing it way in advance? <laughs> I just cracked myself up. What can well, I give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> so you're saying about this show, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I think I know why, but yeah. this has been selling earlier, faster, and stronger. Interesting. Very nice. Despite the fact that there's uh, 5,623 places a person can go to this Chalamai. No wonder you look so relaxed. Well, uh, you know... Unless you're regretting you didn't make a third show. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's always some regret Uh, of something, right? (laughs) Your Achmiel would like to add a third show. That's just a rumor, folks. Not official yet. If it becomes official, we'll let you know. (laughs) Exactly. Do you have that option? If you wanted to add a third show at some time between now... And Monday night, are you able to do so? Yes, I could. I you could, really are? I, no. Oh. I am. <laughs> no, meaning you really have the capability if you want? Yes, Sunday afternoon. You're serious? Yeah. That's so, funny. So, of course, we have the whole. Right. For, oh, for, for rehearsal Sunday. and everything, right. You don't have the whole. All right, odds of you adding a third show Sunday afternoon. For zero to 100, where do you think? Uh, what do you think? You know? The scale of possibility of adding a third show. I really have not the faintest idea. A five? Call but it a five? Of course, people really decide to buy the last second. Right. Uh, and even though we sold, oh, we have but, Sunday. So, but still, right. the, the, so and based on my experience, right. that show's going to sell out. Let's say Sunday morning, two hours beforehand. Right. And then we'll have three hundred people come at the door, who would have liked to come. With hundred people, there's really no much time. Right. To, and it's a three day antif, and no one's focused. Right, on right. To do something like that, but that, that's uh, you know. But I right. think it's faster, ruble later, faster. There you right? go. Isn't that the Malach? It certainly is. We have a special guest with us live via television. We have found a representative of the MAC. We have found a representative of the Miami Alumni Choir to give us his comments regarding what's happening Sunday night and Monday night Cholomoid at the Brooklyn School of Music. Jordan Odinsky is with us live via telephone. You're Jordan Odinsky. You know Jordan. Sure I know Hello, Jordan. Hello, and welcome. How are you? Baruch Hashem, a good to you. Jordan, what year did you enter the choir? What year as a kid were you in the Miami? I want to say it was when I was in fourth grade in 2003. It's a long time ago. Yeah, what, do, what, do you mean, what do you mean you want to say? Like well, the, he's thinking maybe it was 04. Oh, he's, oh, he's, not, he's, he's you know, unclear of the exact number. You know, he's, uh, trying, he's trying to give us his best guess possible. That's what he means. Don't put pressure on the young man. <laughs> I just want to understand. So how many years total as a kid were you in Miami? Um, I was in the choir for five years. Your most memorable moment, I hate to put you on the spot, your most memorable moment of those five years would be? Um, we went to, Yerachmiel took six of us to Israel and we performed in front of 12,000 people in Tel Aviv. Wow. That must have been cool. Oh, that's right. You remember that, Sean? I remember, I think it was eight, maybe eight, Jordan? What do you mean, eight? What? Oh, eight yeah, eight of us. Eight, 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 eight of us. Actually, Miami. 
you know, he's right. We, we did for a show at the Adelio, right. which now they call it Nokia, Nokia right. but it's, the, yeah. sa- it's, it's right. the same place. Got the naming rights. Right, got the naming rights. It was the same at 10,000. And I, and I remember a boy had just joined the choir, yeah. and we allowed him to go along. Who's the boy, Jordan, that just joined the choir? That had just joined. And, and he was youngest, and we, and, and, we, and we allowed him to go along. Do you remember, Jordan? I'm- Again, unclear. If I had to guess, so if I had to put my money on it, I would say Yoshi Bender. That's right. It was Yoshi Bender. And that picture, we took a picture at the airport. Of, we definitely did, and at the hotel. Right, and right. And all around Israel. And I have that picture in my house, and you could see, like, Yoshi's the short. He's the, <laughs> the newcomer. Right, and they all treated him great. All right. Hey. All right, and it was nice. So that was uh, that, that was some moment. We flew in yeah. and flew out. That's a good, good point. Uh, Jordan Odinsky with us live via telephone. So why, in your opinion, we've, we've got a minute here to analyze it from your perspective, why did this work on Pesach? The Miami Alumni Choir, which nobody knew what to expect on stage, why did it work to the point that your Achmiel's doing it again this and doing more with them this coming Sukkot? Um, it's really a great question, but I believe that it worked because of also, uh, it, be, it worked because of our age. You know, we're, we're older. Yachmiel trained us very well when we were younger, and he really trained us how to sing. So we, when we come together with, and our voices are more mature, we're really ready. We're ready to rock and roll, and we don't need that much practice. And together, it's uh, really an unbelievable sound. So that's, that's the aspect that, that really caught everyone off guard, that we're ready to go without much practice. And, we're really all great together because of the chemistry that we have from the years in the choir together. Unbelievable. He, he From his perspective, he's hit the nail on the head. I think he sang, he sang very, very yeah. well. I mean, it's also interestingly that he used the word chemistry. Right. I, I, I want to say that even though some of those boys who are now adults were not together with the other boys... But there's a being. It's being mm-hmm. part of a certain family, even though you weren't together. <laughs> so there's like a. It's like you know, you go to Eretz Yisrael. Hey, society, it's right? A society, it's, right? It's, I think that's also part of the chemistry. Would you not say that, Jordan? I agree 100. percent It's like we're a club. Right, right, and I think that that factor is playing a role. It's like, it's like people go to Eretz Yisrael to learn and Eretz Yisrael for a year or two, and they're part of a club, part of a group. Suddenly, there's, there's an actus. Because those those boys went for a year to Eretz Yisrael, and you are, you know, you came together. So I think this the combination what he's saying, right. and and the chemistry and the vocal thing right. makes this only Heisman Trophy winners know what it's like to win a Heisman <laughs> Trophy. Uh, that's what it is. Only Miami alumni, who are great soloists, know what it is to be in that society of great Miami soloists. Well, you know, and now and now and now they're in the Mac Society. <laughs> and now they're in the Mac Society. Hey, Jordan, we'll see you, Sukis. Thanks so much for joining us, and a good right. yard to you. Great speaking with you. That's Jordan Odinsky. We got more coming up, including this. Your Achmiel says, you know, who's going to be there on um, on Sunday night, Cholamoid with Miami and the and the Mac and uh, everybody else that we've been talking about uh, this morning here at JM in the AM. We're talking about the one and only eighth. Oh no, one second. I was about to. Maybe that was the. <laughs> now I blew it. I had this great intro. Uh, oh, should I do it again? Let's do it again. I had this great intro. It sounded good. Who else, who <laughs> else is going to be there? <laughs> uh, forget it. Who's going to be there Sunday night? Oh, you see what it is. I see what it is. <laughs> Talking about Mac. My Mac failed me on that one. What can I tell you? Give you uh, I'm, I'm filling the time. Ah, here they are. Ah, there we go. Oh, it's eighth day. They'll be there Sunday night. Cholamoid.
Based on what your Achmiel Begun told us, they'll be yaliliing on Sunday night Cholamoid at uh, at the Brooklyn School of Music. And they've got a lot. You're of not going to prevent the yaliliing. Uh, the they, 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 got, they got a lot of great songs. A lot of great favorite eighth day song is. What's your favorite eighth day song? Well, you, you can't. Sing. You know which you one is really popular with this uh, audience? Besides eighth day, you don't know. No, you know which song from eighth day is really popular with this audience? It's Shabbos now. You ever hear it? You ever yeah, hear that song? Nicely done. Nice song? Nicely done. Nicely done. It's a good tune. They're out of the box. They're thinking they out, out of the box. box. They're doing. They're What's not. your favorite Benny Friedman song? I will tell you that Yesh Tikva is not my favorite Benny Friedman song. Okay. Sorry, Ari Goldberg. You're not you're under the water. You're the one that goes under the yeah, water. Yeah, Malani. I like that song. Interesting. Isn't that funny? So you'll say, oh, because you're a real pop music guy, right? Because there's not much to that song. I know your whole speech on this already. No, I right? think... Because th- most people say that to me. You know, there's not much to that song musically. And, uh, Did you ever go swimming when you were younger? <laughs> <laughs> Is it <there> something emotional? <laughs> An emotional connection. 
Those of you who don't know, that video was done underwater, which is pretty cool, you have to admit. That was a nice video, no? It was a cool concept. Yeah, the idea, you know, I guess, that to go underwater, my mind right away was, but isn't somebody, you know, electrical problem? (laughs) 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 They solved that somehow. Right, exactly. All right, um... Benny Friedman Monday night, eighth day Sunday night, but we should emphasize that Yoeli Greenfield and Ari Goldwag will be there both nights, as will Miami and the Miami Alumni Choir. Right. I tell you, uh, one question a lot of people are asking, yeah. well, are we going to get enough Miami? That's are we, uh, we going to get enough? That's the old question. Are we going to get enough of eighth day? That's the and, old uh, question. And the answer is, the, the answer is. And the answer is. You're going to be enough of everybody. You think so? 100%. You're confident. I'm, I'm sure. Bolineder, Miss Hashem. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. It's going to be a big show. Um, I'm not saying people. What do you think? Five, six hours? How long do you think? Well, I. I, I 1 a.m., 2 a.m.? There are people. Straight to the simple space. Oh, I, I'll, I'll tell you the real problem. <laughs> I'll straight to the simple space. There are people who are not sure which show they want to go to. Right. Some people say that they say, they've been calling. Right. They Monday say, night or Sunday night, right? Because Sunday night should right. I go to or Monday night? So I say, what's your question? Are you asking me whether you should go to Eighth Day or to Benny Friedman? Because the, the shows are the same. Correct. So they say, no, that's not the question, they're saying. The question is, which shows could be better, the first one or the ah, second one? Ah, that's right. Because so, Miami has been together Monday night, Sunday night. You'd think Monday they'll be tighter and better and stronger. The first one's fresher. Right, yeah. first one's fresher, though. So I, so I said to him, be honest, be honest. That's not really, that's not really the Shiloh. The question is really whether you want to get Eighth Day or the Benny Friedman. That's your first, because that's right. the main, right. So I said to Mapasha the Eitzah, there are people who are going to come to the first show. They're going to sleep over. At the, uh, we'll, we'll set up a big sucker. And just stay right there. Right. So then one person said, well, why sleep over? You're only 10 minutes from Barbuck and Flower. Uh, so tell it to people uh, from Jersey. Uh, people from Muncie. The out-of-towners will sleep out of over. We, we can create a, a whole thing. The whole Amazing. Circuit. And it, it's not going to happen, you but should it's have, a good idea. You should have matched up with some folks to offer some hotel rooms in the area. For, uh, oh, there are people, you know, who, uh, who are into that reserve trip. hotels, <laughs> and big sukkahs, and minyanim, and separate swimming, the whole thing. Anyway, I didn't think of this. Now. I want to thank. First of all, I want to thank you because I didn't realize you were boycotting us until you mentioned so at the beginning of our conversation. You haven't been here in eighteen months, so thank you for actually showing up. Well, it's I think it's, it's fifteen months, but who's counting? Whatever it was. <laughs> thank you for actually being here today. Okay. Although I'm sure the place looks sort of the same as the last time you were here. Pretty much the same. <laughs> I think that light bulb. Maybe, maybe it's not, a new bulb. It's not working as good. Do you know we're in this building uh, 15 years? No. I, I'm in my career. Uh, my career has been 30 years. I know. I know you've 15 of which have right. been already in this building. Can you imagine that? Really? And you remember the old place. You're one of those folks who remembers the old let place. Me, let me ask you something, because yeah. since we have a minute to kill. Yeah. And, and the, at the concert Miami 36. Right. So I, we put up a video of me talking in a concert back in 1982 and 1983. Right. Correct. And people didn't even recognize who was talking. Correct. But it was me, and I introduced the song. I right. Did, did, did. Now, when we were looking through the archives right. of night, we found it, uh, that same show. Brooklyn College, 83? In 83, <gasps> we found uh, in the beginning of the video you talking. Right. Oh, well, you played it that night. No, you didn't I play? only played the part of me talking to the audience. But there was I another s- piece right. where you, it was your first MC job. Okay, first real one, right? In, 80, in, in, in 83. Correct. And How I, good was I, huh? Uh, <laughs> what, what would you have thought? Would it have been good for us to play that that night? You'd want to see it first, huh? I guess so, yeah. It was so interesting. It I guess so my people would have had to have proved it. Your people? <laughs> I would guess. 
Otherwise, they'd be real angry. Right. right. I, I tell you the truth, it was really, it was eye-opening. I still haven't, pl- even though I've mentioned it a million times, right. I still have not played. I had a million opportunities. We had a big celebration here mm-hmm. on Labor Day. We had mm-hmm. the 30th anniversary fundraiser. I still have not played the recording of my first day ever at this radio station. And I heard it two weeks ago again, and you cannot imagine how the more things change, the more they stay the same. You cannot imagine really? how in some aspects, obviously not all, but in some aspects, it's the exact same show that it was 30 years ago. Really? And, and I sound, and not, I wouldn't say just as good, but... I, I can't imagine. It's, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. Where's the tape? It's upstairs. Uh-huh. But I'm running out of here in about uh-huh. 60 seconds. I cannot, I, because, <laughs> because over the years, you, you know, your, your, your process of going through, of, you know, slowing down, yeah. speaking, thinking before you're talking in a deeper way. I mean, at one time oh, I wasn't a thinker, you're Achmiel, well, is that what you're saying? Well, we, 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 we think 25 years ago as much as we think now. <laughs> That's true. The same thing on stage for myself, and the same thing, you know, live in the studio. You need to take a breath. You just... Calm down. The, the thinking process and the talking process, right. how they come together. Right. You know, they say that the person shouldn't talk without thinking, right? right? But when you're on... And the, you know why they say that? Because people do it. People do it, right. right? But I know for sure from listening to you in... From 20... From, was it, it, well, 30 years? That's 30 years ago. Yeah. That you're, you're... If you... You're telling me it's the same... You no, no. The same. There's I, no way. I'm saying that... you're so no, far ob- developed. You're obviously, so far developed. it's not the same. Right. What was remarkable to me is what aspects were the same. Like, you know, you're right. It's not right. the same. But right. it, it's funny how certain things uh, were similar uh, to what I do now. That's it's, all. It, it, well, it was me. Yeah, it, it was me. Right. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Right, right. <laughs> Everybody enjoy the Cholomite Sukkah Spectacular. Miami, 8th day, Benny Freeman, Yali Greenfield, Ari Goldwag, Yerachmiel Begun, the Miami Alumni Choir. It's all happening on Sunday and Monday. Brooklyn School of Music, JewishTickets.com, or 917-200-2994. Yerachmiel, thank you so much. A good year. A good year, thank you. be a successful year for all of us. Thank you very much. And we will wrap up with a taste. We only have about a minute. With a taste of the Malani selection from Benny Friedman that we just spoke about. Here it is at JM in the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, 
Rockland County at 91.9 FM, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Plenty of more Colomoid information tomorrow right here at JMTheam. Make sure to be tuned in. Tune in all day long where our Yunt of Music Mix has begun at jmtheam.org. And where Mayor Weingarten, one minute from now, starts the Israel Show with an incredible retrospective of music of the Yom Kippur War 40 years ago. And uh, actual audio footage of the war as well. Very interesting Israel show coming up next. Keep it at jmtheam.org. My thanks to Achmiel Begun. My thanks to all of you. Make it a short but great work week ahead, everybody. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.